0: Welcome to Lady BizWiz, where we help you focus, execute, and get results as you take your business from concept to market. Today, we'll hear part two of a talk with Emra Smith, founder and CEO of the International School of Story and owner of Abode Studios in Savannah, Georgia. Emra is a passionate advocate for impacting communities with hope through the power of story. In this conversation, she explains how your deepest purpose and your business can align bring meaningful change in your community. Let's listen in now to the second part of the social impact entrepreneur. So for the past uh you said five well 5 years. Mm. So you've been writing books and still kind of working one-on-one with women yeah. as a coach, speaking speaking
1: having workshops, seminars. Right. All but sorts of things. but
0: always this this dream of having a physical space was there yes. for the International School of Story. And so tell us a little bit about um, Abode and how it came to be. And I just think it's it's such a great concept. Abode is, is a physical space in, in Savannah, and it's basically an incubator for small businesses. So tell us a little bit about Abode, about the story that led up to you finding it and all it's that very, good stuff. It's
1: always exciting. And I, I think, uh, as always as a teacher and trainer, some very key important things is for any business person, any nonprofit person is, I have always had a heart to collaborate. I had been in experiences where there isn't collaboration, where it's about, and there's nothing wrong with that if you're not a collaborator. But for what I'm called to, I best learn how to do that. And so, even uh, developing my nonprofit board, our council, uh, some amazing woman um, on it. And so by the end of last year, as we're talking about our next level and our symposiums and everything, uh, actually, Amy, uh, on our board, Amy Shippey said, it's time. You keep talking about wanting a place. You need, it's time now. So the strength of, of the people that surround you being, having skill sets that you don't have. And I'm an action girl, but I was still in a comfortable place and she said it's now we have to find a place now so I said okay and then the next thing she says she finds out Emra this place is um, going to either shut down or someone needs to buy it and it's exactly the model you had wanted for the school of story to have a place where you have the workshop and it is supported by renting out spaces for um, startups and she said this is exactly it and it's an artist community and that was like, what? Because we had started our Voices of Hope through the Arts just before COVID. And it is so much part of, I, I'm a maker. I, I love arts and artisans and, you know, stuff. and <laughs> Stuff. <laughs> I, I said, <laughs> what? So I went to have a look. And, and here is these two amazing women that started Abode, which is Artists, Artisans and Makers. And they each have their studios. And then there was this one studio at the back that one of them was using. And I'm like, that will be our workshop. And then, as of course, and as I looked at the numbers and I'm like, oh, no. Panic attack, right? Panic attack. We, 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 <laughs> I'm not used to spending this monthly. That's too scary. And here's the beauty of the strength and the balance of the people around you and how important they are and that you trust them. Uh, Amy said, this can work, Emra." So she's a businesswoman, as you She's a business-minded. She's person. all
0: about the numbers too. She'll break the numbers down for you.
1: And I'm not the numbers girl. Yeah. And so I had to trust her that that when she tells me this will work, um, that it will. Because now it's not just paying the rent and expenses; it's paying to purchase this. So we got more numbers than the numbers that the business currently showed, and I, I was I was scared, you know. I'm like, mm, I don't know that I can do this. And then in that journey, she started finding others. And we, you know, but it ended up, I remember you said to me, Emma, this is the, p- you said to me, this is for you. This is the place for you. You were meant for this. And I'm like, no, maybe you are. <laughs> you know? No, I don't know. I um, mean, fear, you know, there's always fear in stepping fear. out into something new. Yes, we well, know, you like you
0: said, the comfort zone is comfortable. That's why it's called a comfort zone. So, you know, stepping out and uh, taking the step and it was, it was huge. It was huge. But, but I just think your, your vision is so huge. It is so big. Um, and, and I know, Emma talked a little bit about the space is, is really cool. Y'all though, it's, it's really cool. Like you've got, it's, it's, there's not very many walls that separate people, which I love about the space. So people kind of rent square footage and, you know, there's some maybe like petitions in between, but they're not, they're not walls. Everything feels very open. Um, so you have a weaver and you have a jewelry maker and you have an artist, you have a potter, you have, you know, there's just all these different creative people. And now we have shops. And this, and shops in the front, right. So, and then, then, uh, um, International School of Story Space is in the back and you've been hosting meetings for entrepreneurs to encourage them on their way, um, and we're we, going to be so doing some blame. concerts yes. for um, encouraging hope through the art, through music, uh, featuring local artists, uh, sharing their stories and their music. There's just a lot of really cool stuff going on there. So um, you talked about the fear of with the money and just making that financial commitment. Uh, what other what other things were you scared about in taking the step of getting a physical space
1: having to for me it's a long drive <laughs> so having to again it's my comfortable place where around where we live now is hoping it will be somewhere around there which eventually our chapel for our history gallery will be but having to show up you know when you're doing something and you don't have a physical space and you're doing it from home which is a phenomenal gift you kind of show up or you don't it's very here and there but when there's a space that you've got to show up and there's more there's more responsibility you've got to pay electricity and if something doesn't work or they call you and say there's a water on the floor there's a flood going on here or the alarm's gone off at a weird time it it's it's not part of you know it's a little stretches you a little and so I had to look at all of that is my time going to still be as free as it is now I, and
0: the answer was definitely no, right? Definitely
1: no. <laughs> and then growing into going, I mean, this is part of growing a business, whether you, you are starting to get employees. These Well, we're not employees, but I've got all these people that I'm responsible to now. You've got
0: a family now who are tenants and yes. under one roof. So there's going to be all kinds of issues with people.
1: Yes, I got to take, we got a communal space. And so it, it was all a big gulp. Oh my gosh, Now I've got responsible for all these people and all this money. and it is big be, it's become um, unbelievable joy. Mm. And, and that's what I, I've and there's a big difference between joy and everything going right. Joy does not come because everything's perfect. I think joy comes because you're in the right, Space. You are the right. You are being who you were meant to be, and then doing what you have been called to do. So good. So good.
0: Um, absolutely. I think we we really thrive when we're working in the the sphere that we're sp- that we're called to that is aligned with our gifts and our purpose and our mission. It doesn't mean it's easy. It doesn't mean you're always floating on a cloud of of you know rainbows and unicorns. But you know that you know deep down in your soul that you're
1: you're you're where you're supposed to be. And the incredible thing of that is that it facilitates what I call next, the expansion of the next steps to the greater vision. For example, if we did not have the space, we wouldn't be planning what we are planning now with our community fellowship table. So one we are partnering with Radiant Life. And we are going to get this huge tent in our parking lot at the back of, of um, abode where we'll have tables and chairs and we've all the equipment and everything to have a me- me- weekly meal with our neighbors. Bringing together people who probably wouldn't all break bread with the same people. A very diverse community in, in all the ways of diversity that I wrote about in my book, Together We're Stronger. And, and bringing to the table real raw discussions where we are different and, and setting as the scene that we will not argue here. We are not going to get upset with each other. We're going to listen to each other. We're going to hear each other's different point of view and get to know our neighbors and that it's okay that we think differently on topics, whether it's whatever side of the political sphere on whatever topic or whatever religion or not, whoever you are, that we can break bread together and and then eventually do a community project together. What is our greater community here needing? What can we do for one another? And, of course, the hope doll will then. Everyone can put theirs together and then take that into community and share it. Let's go share the hope we feel and and let our city know that, you know, I do believe that when you listen to each other and you hear each other, it builds respect and respect experienced long enough will breed love. And I believe we can become communities that love one another.
0: It's so good. I think it's really important to, the breaking bread is, there's something so incredible about it. But just getting people together around a table, um, you know, and not necessarily right away having to solve world big problems, but just having a meal together and enjoy each other's company can set a foundation for eventually getting into those heavier issues, you know, um, but I, lo- I love that you're trying to create just a space for people to, like you said, most of us don't know our neighbors in this day and age. No. I mean, we we just don't, um, and we've seen so so much of the fallout for, of isolation post COVID, and and you know what what that has bred in, in mental health and everything. Um, I think it's brought a lot of things to light. But we, I, I love I love that you and, and Valerie are coming together. It's a great it's a great project. I can't wait to see how that unfolds.
1: And and I just think of. All the things we're going to do there. And then how things come together when you stay on purpose and you you move forward. Because we've been offered a matching um, grant from doTERRA. If we raise 15000 for this pro- project, they will give us 15000 And But it is so pure, as that company is, that... I had to stipulate what everything is for the project. What are our needs financially? Stipulate them and then produce the receipts so that there's no money that has gone for anything else but to get this fellowship table off the ground and providing food for as long as that revenue lasts and then, of course, raising money for more. But when you truly, I feel it's a critical piece to know too in business and... um business that makes impact when you stay on mission and it may have different roads to it the good to make it happen comes not necessarily easily some miracles this was a miracle that this popped in I would never have known or thought but if you keep your focus strong and you do it even when it's hard it's going to happen not overnight necessarily, and and I think there's a few, so we've been five years, seven years since the Hope Doll, and when I'm like, that's quite, in, it's quite a bit of time to get to where we're going, and of course we have further vision as, as we go along, we have great vision, and we are global, bec- you know, even before COVID, and now thanks to COVID, it's even more acceptable, and more opportunities possible for voices that... So I believe the power of our story inspires and the teacher's skills creates impact. So for those stories and those voices to be heard, to leave legacy for the world, not, for me, it's not leaving my legacy. And so in October, during our Hope Walk, we are having a seven-day legacy campaign where we will have seven speakers via Zoom, one a day. And it will be live, and there's just so much to it, but we're looking at all these aspects of why your story matters. What is your story legacy? How can you heal and create impact through your story? Uh, how do you rewire your brain Um when it's stuck in a, in a way, and the power of your words, um, and then writing even just a we gathering one-page story. So part of that is to, to start this gathering one-page stories. We want to gather a million that will be in our history when God makes what seems impossible possible. So to give courage and hope and strength. Uh, when, you, when someone is in such an I've been there, as you've heard, when you really can't see light at the end of your tunnel, to be able to come and sit in a place or log into a place and go, man, here's a story after story after story and find those that make you go, wow, she could, um, maybe I can
0: Thank you for joining us today on Lady Biz Whiz. As always, we value your feedback. Send us an email at questions at com and let us know what you like best about the podcast or if you have any ideas for future ones. Thanks so much. We hope you have a great day. See you next time.